Welcome to On The Go with Hopscotch Air. I'm Andrew Schmertz. With people again traveling and wanting to escape their homes, we'll introduce you to some great Northeast vacation getaways, especially as we start thinking about the warmer weather already in the cold winter. Today, my guest is Heather Rusum. Heather is the Executive Director of the Sailing Museum and the National Sailing Hall of Fame in Newport, Rhode Island. Heather, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today. Andrew, thank you for having me on. I'm delighted to be here. So Newport has always been known as a sailing town. So walk us through what the sailing museum, if somebody comes to the sailing museum, maybe they don't know much about sailing. What, what is their experience going to be like? Of course. Um, so the sailing museum, really, we're looking at it as an entry point for people to learn about the sport, as well as for people who are already sailors to kind of get to revel in it um, alongside them. So it's, it's, pretty exciting. We did some research and recognized that people want interactives. They want to participate. So this is a highly um, participatory museum experience. It's almost, it's hard to use the word museum when you think about it, mm -hmm. um, because it's supposed to, it's geared to be fun and have that sort of stealth learning built into it. So when you come into the museum, you're actually going to get to pick a boat. You get to select one that becomes your avatar in the museum and connects your whole digital journey throughout and you collect rewards, you get to name it, you get to design boats. So it's really active, it's very engaging and it's it's geared to be fun for sailors and non-sailors alike. So um, yeah, it's pretty exciting. We're looking forward to it. <laughs> and, and I imagine I imagine it's for kids as well. There's, there's a section and, and for education of kids before Absolutely. they get into the sailboat. Exactly, and kids and adults, because not everybody starts sailing as a kid. I mean, I've never sailed a dinghy. I went straight into sailing larger classic wooden boats because that's where my how my family was sailing, but some kids start in dinghies. Um, so yeah, it's going to have all of those elements and show some of the potential entry points from a boat perspective that a new sailor may encounter, uh, whether it's in a community sailing center or even at a resort that they're visiting. Um, but throughout, everything is, is created in a way that both children and adults, so you know, children of all ages, can enjoy them. And the, the way we've designed the exhibits allows us to build in this really robust STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math program on top of it um, that we can work with both local school children and kids across the country for. That's really interesting. You mentioned STEM education. So kids can get a full STEM education through the sailing museum and experience the many different levels of sailing. Yeah, and we purposely designed that um, so that it complements what's already being done locally. So Sail Newport has an incredible program that's tied into the, Tel the Pell school system. So every fourth grader in Newport actually learns how to sail. And they learn environmental and STEM lessons in conjunction with that. So what we're trying to do is how do we position ourselves to build on that experience, continue that kind of education continuum, and also keep them engaged and excited about those different principles as they're gearing up for high school, where they actually start making decisions about what they study. You mentioned the environmental component. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's a hot topic today. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, um, I moved to Newport in 2013 to work with a group called Sailors for the Sea, which is um, environmental action around the sailing community. And so it's something that's important to me, but it's important to all of us as we look, especially living on an island, um, being so close to the ocean, 
so there will absolutely be elements of the, the ocean stewardship and health message throughout the museum. Um, we actually have created an, a uh, film exhibit where we've uh, crowdsourced uh, videos from a lot of different clubs and sailors across the country to show what other sailors are doing to protect their home waters. So we're trying to really make it local, but also show that there is a, a large impact when we all work together. Talk to us about how this National Sailing Hall of Fame and the America's Cup and the connection there, because everybody's kind of heard of the America's Cup, but you know, if you don't know too much, you never realize that Newport was where it was basically created. So yeah, the, the first America's Cup race, uh, well, actually I should say the race that started it all was in 1851 um, off of cows and, in the UK. And it was the 100 guinea, for the 100 guinea cup. And the winner was the Yacht America. And at that point, it became a more regular competition. Um, and with the trophy, the America's, what became known as the America's Cup uh, as, as, as the prize. Uh, in 1930 was actually the first year that it was held here in Newport. Um, once the New York Yacht Club had won that event, it was often sailed in New York Harbor. But in 1930 with the J-Class, which are those absolutely stunning large boats that, that we, we are so fortunate to have see so many of here in Newport, um, it arrived in Newport. And so throughout the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and up until the early 80s, the competitions were sell, held here in Newport, which is why it really is among the nation, the world's sailing capitals. So, uh, yeah, no, some of the, some of the big names in the Hall of Fame that some people may have heard of. Um, absolutely, Gary Jobson, Dennis Connor. Um, there are so many people. Those are some of the ones that people know iconically. Um, but what's really neat about the National Sailing Hall of Fame is that people are inducted across a variety of different categories. So we have sailors, which obviously that's pure sailing prowess, Olympians, world champions, America's Cup. Um, but we also have technical, which are our incredible innovators behind the scenes who are creating um, the boats, the sails, everything that is you know, launched the sport forward. We also have contributors, which are sometimes the unsung heroes in all of it, sure. our coaches, our rule makers, our authors and artists. So there's this really beautiful way of showing all of these different facets of sailing that all these things that happen off the water yeah, and, and off the race people. course and honoring those people. And there are incredible stories attached to all of them. And that's what's really neat about the museum is it creates an opportunity for those voices to come forward. Yeah, so if somebody wanted a kind of career in sailing, but maybe didn't want to be the captain, the Dennis Connor, the guy in charge, uh, how would they get involved? What are the other things that are connected to sailing? Of course, and that's part of, you know, that's I think what's really neat about having these uh, sort of legends of sailing as uh, inspiration and motivators. Uh, there are all sorts of different avenues, whether you decide to go down the line of designing boats or materials for sales, or um, you really get into the rules side of it and the coaching. Um, right here in Newport, we have Iris School of Technology and Trades just down the street, and we're working with them on a number of things. But that's an amazing place to learn about digital uh, modeling and fabrication or classic boat building or marine systems. So there are all sorts of ways that people can go. Um, 
in the sailing and, and marine industry without being, you know, a captain of a, of a yacht. And, you know, people think of sailing, they might think that it's exclusively a rich person's game because of the history of it, the cost of the boats, but it's much more dem democratized today, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think that that's one of the things that's also exciting about this museum is it's an opportunity to kind of, in a, in a really welcoming and inclusive environment, break down some of those uh, perceived barriers to participation and show people that anyone can sail. You know, our, our founding vision for the National Sailing Hall of Fame that is now, you know, the Sailing Museum is we envision an America where people of all backgrounds, ages and abilities can participate in sailing. Mm. And, you know, there are lessons that we learn on the water, whether they're, um, you know, the soft skills, the, the self-reliance, the, the decision-making and problem solving. And then there are the, the technical skills but there's also camaraderie that is universal. And so being able to show people that anyone can sail and one of the last exhibits, and there's a reason for this, so it's very intentional, the last exhibit connects people to resources where they live so that they can hmm. get started, whether it's you know a learn to sail program or they wanna start racing or looking to rent or charter a boat, but making sure that people know where to go so that they can start and finding places that are price approachable. Um, you know, it might be daunting to to auto, just go out and pay several hundred dollars to, to take a sailing class for a day, but not knowing if you might like it. But coming into the museum, it's an opportunity to try some things out on land and say, oh, you know, I like this. This is fun. Let's do more. And mm -hmm. then find ways to do that. And you're an example of this. More women are in this sport today than they have been in the past. Absolutely. And actually in the 2024 uh, Paris Olympics, uh, it will be the first time that sailing will be, there will be complete equity um, in male and female uh, participants in the sailing uh, categories. So it absolutely, you can look at the, the highest levels of the sport and there are more and more women there. Um, and it, it, you know, it's similar to what they say about a boardroom. When you, you bring women into the equation, it definitely, it, it changes uh, the conversation it levels things up. So I only see it as a good thing. And I'm, I'm, I feel very fortunate to be in a position that we're you know, helping to, to forward that message um, through the museum. Let's talk about the races for a moment. Are there different levels of races through the summer for the experts or for the people just starting out so they get an experience that's valuable to them? Absolutely, and I think, yes. Newport is really a great place for that. Uh, Sail Newport has uh, the J22s that you can rent and you can even enter into one of the different, you know, spring, summer or fall series events for those races. They run a great program there. Um, or you can be going out with, you know, at the highest levels, uh, fully proed up boats uh, for, you know, world championships. So it really runs the gamut here. Not to mention we have all the kids and all the incredible camps and school programs. So I think there's always an opportunity. Um, not everybody wants to race though, um, which, and I think that that's part of where this area is really unique too, is there are all sorts of beautiful little hidden harbors to just pop into for an after, on an afternoon sail. It really is a sailing playground here. And that's coming from somebody who grew up in the Caribbean. And <laughs> as far as, it, you know, a Northern location, sure. it, it's hard to beat. I mean, there's always that beautiful sea breeze that fills in in the afternoon. 
um, and great, great destination to hop away. So even if you're not a racing sailor, there's, there's something a leisure, there's for a leisure you. component Absolutely. to it. Absolutely, and that's I I think of myself more as a leisure sailor than a racing sailor by far. Um, it really is kind of sailing's what you want it to be. It's what your intent is when you go when you leave you know leave the dock or the mooring mm -hmm. behind. Is it are you going for solace and recreation? Are you going for competition? You know, it's. I think it's one of the things that's really unique about the sport. What about, talk about a little bit about when the kids come into sailing, you see them at first, maybe they're a little intimidated, but as they go on, their personalities sort of change and they really embrace not just the sport, as you mentioned, but the leisure component of sailing. Yeah, and it's funny, I've just been watching my, my eldest nephew go through this. And he took a, a camp at Sail Newport this summer and um, was really tentative at first. And putting these kids, you know, eight-year-olds, six-year-olds even, into Opti's, which is one of that small kind of pram boat that they can sail by themselves, um, and watching them learn and watching them figure out how to handle it themselves and what the decisions that they make and... Um, there's room for failure, which I think is really important, is that it's an environment that allows them to learn at their own pace um, and to make mistakes and be able to overcome them. And with that comes incredible confidence. Um, so I think, especially with the younger kids, when you see them start taking on, um, getting into sailing, there's this evolution that happens. And it's, it's a really, it's a beautiful thing to watch. And it's really neat to hear the change in their voice, even when they talk about it. And, and Newport is a people, people come from all over the world to come to Newport. So you see a pretty diverse, I imagine, diverse population come in there. Yeah. And it's, you know, as you said, when you come over that bridge in the summer, Newport has so mm -hmm. many different things to offer. But there is no doubt when you cross that bridge that this is a sailing town. You and see the um, you see all the boats everywhere, boats sailing, boats at anchor. I mean, it's just they're everywhere. Let's discuss the uh, National Sailing Hall of Fame and the America's Cup Hall of Fame and your connection there. Of course. So when the National Sailing Hall of Fame was actually founded in Annapolis, Maryland, another one of the nation's sailing capitals, mm -hmm. and uh, in 2004. And the original vision of the board of directors was to create a museum um, and a place to honor the sport, to celebrate the people who have shaped it, and to also inspire new generations. And um, there was a, a really neat building on the waterfront, but after a number of years and some great programming, it was just kind of determined that it might not work. And I think that was spurred on by a conversation that was started with um, then mayor of Newport, Harry Winthrop, with a couple of our board members. And the idea of the Newport Armory on Fame Street came up and you know, we weighed pros and cons of it and the board decided let's do this. And at that point we started some conversations with the Hairshoff Marine Museum located up the bay in, in Bristol um, who owns the licensing and name of the America's Cup Hall of Fame. So we have these two iconic institutions with some significant overlap in the member base of our hall, our actual Hall of Fame members. And we said, all right, why don't we do this together? Um, little side fact, the Newport Armory was actually the press headquarters for the 12 meter era of the America's Cup here in Newport. So from 1958 to 1983, 
that's where all the press conferences were held. That's where there were some ruckus times. There were some infamous lines um, that came out of different sailors' mouths and uh, <laughs> some pretty phenomenal photos. Well, they speak um, like sailors. <laughs> exactly. Um, and some may even imbibe like them as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it just, it just made sense to work on this together in this very relevant space on the waterfront right in Newport. And so that's, that's how the, the Sailing Museum really was born, was bringing these two iconic institutions under one roof. Uh, where's the museum located and is it year round? It is in the heart of downtown, about a 10 minute walk from everything, um, on Thames Street, just as you come off of America's Cup appropriately. Um, and it will be open year round. We'll have uh, limited, more limited hours during the winter, but we will always be open on those winter weekends. And uh, the exciting news is we open in May of next year. So we're just in those Very final safe. stages of creating the visitor experience now and can't wait to welcome people through the doors. Absolutely, and we encourage people to generally fly there because we're in the aviation yes, business, but you absolutely. can get to Newport a number of ways. <laughs> but there's a there's a cute little airport right in Newport. Uh, there sure and, is. And, and, and it's only about 20 minutes away. That's perfect. Heather Rusum, the Executive Director of the Sailing Museum and the National Sailing Hall of Fame in Newport, Rhode Island. I thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. It has been a lot of fun. I'm Andrew Schmertz, and that's On The Go with Hopscotch Air.